This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Loving Animals on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Danzer. We're so thrilled to welcome you to this very special episode with one of the most amazing musical talents out there. The incredibly lovely, gorgeous, glamorous, and most importantly, an incredible spokesperson for the animals, Taylor Dane. You remember Taylor Dane's incredible hits over the years, including her catching dance tune, Tell It To My Heart, Prove Your Love, I'll Always Love You, and Love Will Lead You Back. You know, in 2014, she also released a new song called Dreaming that I love just as much as I love Tell It To My Heart. In fact, friends, Tell It To My Heart is actually celebrating its 30th year anniversary this very year. And Taylor's going to share with us the story of how she really created this incredible song and how she developed her voice over the years that I know has charmed and really entertained us all for, again, 30 years. Tell It To My Heart launched her career, and since that time, she has sold more than 75 million albums and singles worldwide and garnered three Grammy nominations. Taylor's not only been a musical talent with incredible records and record sales, she's also been an actress. She starred in the sci-fi television series Nightman. She's been in Elton John's Broadway musical Ida, independent films, Fools, Paradise, Stag, Jesus the Driver, and Showtime's television series, Rude Awakening. So Taylor is, is an incredible musical talent and also an incredible actress. What I love about Taylor, and you'll get to meet her in just a few minutes, is that she's also been on Capitol Hill, helping to be the voice for kids celebrating music education. Friends, in just a moment, you're going to meet Taylor Dane. And we're going to celebrate her incredible voice and her voice for the animals. We'll be right back in just a brief minute. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter. The litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Well, welcome to this week's episode of Loving Animals. I am so thrilled to welcome the incredibly talented and beautiful Taylor Dane to our show. Taylor, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, hi. <laughs> Thank you. What a lovely um, introduction. Thank you so much. Taylor, I have been a big fan of yours. We all at American Humane have celebrated your music because you were such a special part of our Hero Dog Awards weekend in Beverly Hills just a few months ago. We all love your music. Tell It to My Heart is one of our favorite songs of all time. Prove <laughs> Your Love. I'll Always Love You. Love Will Lead You Back. And of course, I know you just in 2014 released a new single called Dreaming that I also fell in love mm-hmm. with. So, you know, I just... Thank you. Your music is just absolutely incredible. 
And I think a lot of our listeners who are animal lovers are celebrating this show today because they've loved your music and they also love that you're an animal lover. But I bet they didn't know that you have sold more than 75 million albums and singles worldwide and three Grammy nominations. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's 2018 is is a very special year for me. This marks uh, my 30th year, uh, the 30 year anniversary of the release of Tell It to My Heart. So there's a lot inside of me and and I'm overjoyed and, and truly grateful to be here today. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Well, Taylor, you know, the Tell It to My Heart song, I think just is, was relevant 30 years ago, relevant today. It's just a, it's a powerhouse hit. What was really your inspiration for, for that incredible song? Again, 30-year anniversary. Who would have thought that? Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that's the start of my career, ultimately. Who would have thought? Two 19-year-olds, you know, that are every day trying to figure out the music and trying to figure out how to get music out there. And in the day, I grew up in New York, and, and it was really just, it's a puzzle. It's always just keep finding where that piece will fit. And that's really kind of how it would, but how can you ever, ever look back or imagine at the moment? Because that's right. oftentimes that moment that we had really created something in the moment that really just transcended. So it's called a classic record. So ever grateful. And it is classic and it's everlasting and timeless. And I, so uh, you were 19 when you put together Tell It To My Heart and wrote it? Well, I started working with my producing partner, Rick Wake. He was 19. I was 21. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we lived in New York. He lived in Long Island. He was British and was working in a studio there. And um, I was working in a Russian nightclub on the weekends and, and hustling, you know, doing demos, working with artists. I mean, you know, producers, writers, and figuring it out. Been in a couple of bands already by then, mostly original, so it, it helped. But yeah, I mean, I was learning my voice, literally. Well, your voice is amazing. When did you uh, wake up as a child and realize one day that you had this powerhouse voice? Did you always know it or was there a special moment that you realized you were blessed with such a talent? It's funny. Those listeners, anytime you want to know the beginning, as I said, 2018 marks this wonderful anniversary for me of the release of Tell It to My Heart and the, ultimately the beginning of my career to Taylor Dane. So, on my uh, official site, on my Facebook, you'll see a link to my uh, TED Talk. And in this TED Talk, it really began this moment. So I've been working on my memoir now and just started sending that out to publishing. So it tells you a little bit of who this little three and four-year-old girl that I was. And this three-year-old, four-year-old girl that got a radio from her father, a little transistor, and used to hide away up in her room. I think... I was probably, I had my first solo when I was in fourth grade for Jacques wow. Brel. So you're, you're talking about an ear that was leaning towards a radio and I would just memorize. And I, the first song I think I even remember hearing when I turned on this radio was like my Sharia Moore, Stevie Wonder. Oh. So yeah, I think this didn't happen at 19 or 20 for me. I started listening to the music. I started listening to words and I certainly started listening to these melodies and it was enchanting and it also took me in and it was this safe, beautiful place to listen to music as well as start imitating them. And really my ear became yeah. so part of the beginnings of my voice. I started Amazing. getting solos by kindergarten. So at five, 
Amazing. You know, I uh, your TED Talk is remarkable. It's so inspiring. We at American Humane listened to it before we met you at the Hero Dog Awards, and everybody was is that even true? more. Oh, that's so t- yes. it's wonderful. Thank you. We shared it with everyone at the American Humane family because we just, I was so touched by what you did in the TED Talk, how you spoke, how you really presented your vision, and was so inspiring. And everyone at American Humane was thrilled to meet you at the Hero Dog Awards weekend. So thanks for being part of that. One thing that I've learned about you, too, is that you are certainly uh, a powerful voice to, on Capitol Hill. And just a couple of years ago, you lobbied congressional leaders on behalf of NAMM, which is the National Association of Music Merchants, and VH1 Save the Music Foundation to really Absolutely. advocate for music education in America's schools. Can you share with our listeners how important this cause is to you? Well, guys, you can only go by one's experience. So what I'm trying to say is how that transpired was really because I'm a mom. Mom, my kids are now 16, but I'm a mom struggling to understand why music that was so influential and so powerful to me, just a child, a student going to school where it was mandatory to take an instrument, it was mandatory to be in a a vocal, you know, some sort of choir, all students. And what I found at such an early age, and I'm not alone. I mean, I found a release. I found a way to express myself that maybe I couldn't express myself through math or or sciences, but I did, and I was able. And and so much, you know, there's been so much scientific, and then of course, you know, research backup on the idea of I excelled on the voice, as I mentioned earlier. So what you saw was my interests were greater. Not everybody's interest is going to be the same. So as schools, as a foundation of allowing you to start exploring and grow and move as a movement of, right, your arts is very important. All we've done is lost that in the schools as an educational tool because it's just considered like art, meaning, okay, well, let's just put more, you know, sport or whatever was involved. But these have become passions that every parent, as you understand, ends up doing after school and children are getting involved with it. And the arts have never been strong. I mean, it basically is the thread between the voice of a human being to the rest of the world, however they are going to express themselves. This changes lives. It changes opinions. That's why we watch the Oscars every year. And that's why we watch Super Bowl. There's something miraculous when people go past what they're supposed to, you know, past the, the threshold of who people think they can be. Yeah, absolutely. Change the, face of, change the face of what we hear and how we see things. That's what art does. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Do you see art so, yeah, and music I education? Yeah, for my children. That's wonderful. Do you see those cuts continuing in today's times? I do from the East Coast perspective. I see music education being cut every day, sports platforms being cut, so much being cut in our educational systems. Well, it comes down to finances, obviously, but it comes Mm -hmm. down to importance. But what we are starting to see is that as our world becomes ever more myopic, really, and small and, and integrated, you know, it's an international world. It's an international business. If we're talking about our business, there's nothing more, you know, social media has opened our eyes to such, a, you know, that's how we transfer information internationally. We might be on Facebook, but so is somebody from London in all over the world, New Mexico, and as well as Argentina. So the interesting thing to me is when you take this kind of world and put it out there and say to people, well, we're just going to myopically concentrate on our, obviously, I think every student should have a, a computer in their 
hands as a child now, well, we won't be able to compete on a world economic level. I mean, it is. Computer science has to be part of just as much as music, because honestly, notes are mathematical and how you hear and see being a problem solver. Mm-hmm. This is all part of the, the new landscape of what children need. And mm-hmm. I believe that I think you're going to see such a change in it because as me as an artist, I'm out there and I see these young, really gifted musicians now that are going back to school and studying music. For me, it was study music as basically as you can, but get out there and work it. These kids are now taking the time to learn their instruments and more than that, learn the technical behind it. You know, they have schools for this. They have schools for nightclubs now. So you understand the entrepreneur is forever where people are going to need to go and manage their own careers. Because it's not like it used to be. It just doesn't exist. Fantastic. You speak about being a mom. I know you have twins. And you said they're 16 years old. Share us a little bit about your twins. Well, it got me on Capitol Hill, didn't it? It Um, sure did. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're their own people. They're incredibly independent and different. I mean, twins means they're fraternal. Let's start there. And they're boy Mm -hmm. and girl. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're 16 now. I'm dealing with 16-year-old kids that know it all and do what they got to do. But is there a blessing and they've shown me much? Do they have a musical bone in their body? Yeah, they do. And I've started Mm -hmm. them in a lot of different things. But at the same time, I think my son is far more going into the business component of life. And that's where he seems naturally. My daughter, I don't know. Maybe who knows? At this mm-hmm. point, it's really, she's a very different person. Wow, that's wonderful. It's so great being a mom. Yeah. And, I, and I love the fact that they were your inspiration to going on Capitol Hill and, and impacting so many other kiddos. So I really think that's, again, well, such... it's just to watch and see what they're not given and that what we as parents have to combine our efforts endlessly to make sure they get that in a day. You know, it was very important for me to be there and just have a voice for it. That's wonderful. Well, Taylor, I'd love to hear because I know you love animals and that's one reason we wanted to celebrate your incredible talent at the Hero Dog Awards. Share with us a little bit about your animals and your life. Well, I was that little girl that grew up in New York in Long Island and we grew up in an apartment and small. I'm talking when I was quite young. Mm -hmm. First were cats and kittens, but they were wild cats and kittens. I used to see them out by where people would put the trash and I just, my heart went out to them. Then it started with turtles and it was just, I don't ask me because one of the neighbors had these box turtles and I've always was just so fascinated yet. I felt this, this actual longing to be in the same environment they were. And I'm not sure what that led me, but as you, if anybody kind of looks on my sites and stuff, you'll see I'm quite an explorer and I get out there and, and animals resonate to me more than just animals. The animal kingdom is something to be cherished and nourished because without that space and without that landscape, we are losing and nothing. We don't have that place of stillness to understand our actual biological, what are, you know, why being still and being in the moment is so important. And animals understand that. And they're forever represent to me the wildness and the beauty of what our world truly is. Oh, couldn't be better said than what you just said. That's incredible. You know, I'm so thrilled that American Humane is going to welcome well, what you. Or, sun- yeah, but what your to- organization does is takes that incredible companionship and ability, certainly with dogs and veterans. I was forever touched by that. I mean, it was really, it's made two souls very happy. Yes, and that's our shelter to service dog program where we take that wounded oh. warrior with those invisible wounds of war and we match them with the service dog. Been, they are warriors. I mean, they, they really are. are. They truly are. 
They truly are. And that's why we have our freedom here. And then those service dogs, we train from high kill. We take them from high kill shelters around our country and give them a second chance at life as a service dog. And there's nothing more poignant, I think, than seeing those that pair match together and and both of them have a chance to heal. And uh, I don't know. It's one of my favorite programs. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was mine, too. It is mine. Thank you. I know we're going to welcome you to sunny Palm Beach, Florida, to perform for our Cocktails for Conservation celebration, where we're celebrating our efforts to work around the world for being the voice for those animals in in zoos and aquariums and centers for conservation, really uplifting their standard of care and providing them with just an incredible environment to live out their lives in an enriched environment, too. Thank you for being part of that, because we see that with our species dying off at such rapid rates with the sixth mass extinction we have to do more to keep these species alive and on the earth and that really goes to being in the moment and to uh, being that voice for the animals so thank you for being part of our efforts to raise attention and awareness for conservation program my pleasure believe me thank you and i know you've traveled the world and you've seen animals in lots of different environments have you ever seen an animal that's been in threat or at risk particularly as i think about your global travels it's, it makes me suffer, yeah. I'll never forget going to a couple of zoos in different countries, Mexico, and I think in France at one point, but we're talking over the years. Such confined spaces, so small, so just, you know, where's the love? That's all I can say. Where's the love? You know, it's just an expression of, I look at our ability to love and compassion. And I've seen enough my shares of that kind of abuse, if you will, and it, that never sit well with me. And my heart naturally bled there. I think we've come lifetimes since then on so many levels as it's heir apparent. A lot of my friends are advocates, you know, huge, hugely in the animal kingdom. Joanne Horowitz, Diane Warren, and they do their part. I mean, Metavoy, they're really doing their part to um, really bring up the advocacy, whether it's in the elephant where, you know, used as tirelessly, endlessly, so you can see. And then, of course, poaching and just this, this endless trade of this most stupidity of between shark fins and, and left animals cut and basically, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, you know, executed for and then left to strand, you know, nothing brilliant about that for the use of the stupidest reasons. So you will never get sympathy on my part for that. I just do not understand it. I don't. And I find that a lack of humanity. It is. It is definitely a lack of humanity for sure. And we see that all the time, which is why American Humane finds our work as relevant since our founding 141 years ago, just as relevant today as it was when we were founded after the Civil War, when when our country was just so torn apart and people were trying to understand what compassion was. And here we are 140 years later and we still see such horrific abuse and neglect and we know animals need protection and they need to have a voice and that's why we do what we do. They absolutely do. Mm -hmm. They absolutely need a voice. They need somebody out there for them when they can't. It's abuse. That's the only way to express it. So go beyond human to human, which we do enough of, as you can see. An animal doesn't have the same voice and capacity that we do to share their pain. So it's an incredibly important foundation. 
or an organization. Thank you. Well, I have to tell you, Joanne Horowitz has been a good friend of American Humane as well. You're a good friend. She's been one of our judges for the Hero Dog Award. So she's had the tough Absolutely. job of voting for America's top hero dog. And so we've been thrilled to have that wonderful friendship with her, too. She's mm-hmm. a superstar. Oh, animals. Yeah. Sure. That's for sure. Well, Taylor, I'm so grateful for your time today. Grateful for Thank the fact you. that you have celebrated your voice with all of us, blessing us with such incredible songs. And I can't believe Tell It to My Heart is 30 years anniversary. I don't know where 30 <laughs> years went in my life, but I have to tell That's you. all of us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know, I, I know. It's amazing. But congratulations to you. 75 you. million albums and singles. That's unbelievable. And just such a great credit to you and your talent is, again, inspiring. And I encourage all of our listeners to go and look on YouTube for Taylor Dane's TED Talk. If you want to spend the next 10, 15 minutes being so inspired, go to YouTube right now, pull that up, and it's, uh, again, life-changing. Taylor, thank you for what you do for animals. Thank Thank you, you thank you, thank you. Our friend at American Humane, and we can't wait to see you and celebrate your incredible talent in Palm Beach, Florida, as we celebrate our conservation program. Fantastic. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Taylor. Well, friends, you're listening to Loving Animals with Robin Ganser. We'll be right back after this brief message. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops. With omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try LicoChops. Buy two, get one free. At Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. Thank you to Taylor Dane, the incredible talent. I can't believe 30 years has gone by since the release of Tell It To My Heart. It was like it was just yesterday. I'm so thrilled that Taylor has been such a champion for animals, working with American Humane at our Hero Dog Awards, and also celebrating animals and conservation at our special event in Palm Beach, Florida. Well, you know, today in the news, and it's been in the news for weeks, has been the horrible, horrific fires in California. We think about the fires hitting Northern California, now Southern California. These fires have just been so devastating to so many of our friends and neighbors in the great state of California. So our thoughts and prayers are with everyone impacted. Well, American Humane jumped to the rescue, friends, and we brought 3,000 pounds of Chicken Soup for the Soul pet food to help approximately 160 lost dogs and cats at the Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center, which is Ventura County's first and only no-kill animal shelter. We were honored to partner with Santa Paula and help those animals who really needed desperately food and supplies. Those animals were evacuated from the shelter to escape the smokes and flames, and they were safely returned the shelter after the fire was finally beaten back. And our thoughts and prayers are with everyone impacted by the mudslides, the horrific mudslides following the fires. And we are standing by to help additional shelters in the impacted areas. 
This donation, like many others around the country, is part of a national campaign hosted by American Humane and Chicken Soup for the Soul Pet Food called Fill a Bowl, Feed a Soul, that aims to deliver one million meals to shelter animals in the greatest need. This campaign benefited the animal victims of Hurricanes Harvey and Irma in Texas and Florida, as well as those caught in flood-devastated Louisiana. You know, we are honored to partner with Chicken Soup and a big shout out to our friends there for allowing us to work with them to fill a bowl and feed a soul. I hope you will join me for next week's episode of Loving Animals here on Pet Life Radio. And I can tell you, it's going to be one of those episodes that features healing on both ends of the leash. Just like Taylor and I talked about earlier, this is one of those inspirational programs that unites a wounded warrior with a service dog. So stay tuned to next week's episode where you'll get to meet them in person and hear about how a service dog's really saved the life of the other end of the leash. Friends, you're listening to Dr. Robin Gansard on Loving Animals. I look forward to having you back next week. Remember this week and every week, I'm Loving Animals, and I know you are too. Bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.